Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 367 and session number 113 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I do it every single Friday. And guess what? We're going to do it again, and I am pumped to be here on this Friday. Now, if you're listening to this on Monday, well, happy Monday. It doesn't matter what day of week it is. I just want you guys to be fired up and go out there and get the week. Like, go out there and figure out what you need to do to attack the week and go out there and do it. Get it. There's nothing stopping you other than you, all right? And I'm going to talk about my thoughts this week in a minute here, and it'll really kind of, I think it'll kind of tie back into just that. Go out there and get it. Get what's yours. Get what you want. There's no excuses. Just go out there and get it. Uh, if you guys want to ask a question on an upcoming Ask Scott session, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can do that. You can ask me a question there, and I'll do my best to answer it and air it on an upcoming show. I will remind you guys, too, the show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 367. The transcripts, the links, the show notes, everything will be there, all the goodies, so head over there and check them out. Now, today we're going to be talking about what marketplace should you start in, or should you if you are in different locations, like we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about high-risk products. We're going to talk about annual fees or monthly fees that uh, you can expect as being an Amazon seller, and then also writing emails and delivering content to your list if you have a list, and we're going to talk about all of that stuff inside of today's episode. Now, before I do jump into that, I have a couple things that I wanted to address here. Number one, All of you guys that are listeners, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are awesome, and whenever I get to do a meetup or, you know, a hangout of some kind, I love it because I get to meet people in person, just like here in these Ask Scott sessions. I like it because we can kind of sit down, and I can kind of hear your voice, so I feel as though we're together, we're connected a little bit, a little bit better, right? And uh, we we get to do these on Hangouts. Well, I, I also like it when I get to read inside of the TAS Facebook group, what you guys are up to. And I needed to give a little shout out, a little love to Andrew Van Kirk. And hopefully I pronounced your name, Andrew. But Andrew submitted a screenshot of, well, I'll, I'll kind of try to paint the picture for you. It's his laptop with episode 212 up and 212 was the simple process for getting ungated to sell your products on Amazon with Chris Schaefer, my good buddy, and uh, that was a great episode, and he had his laptop open with that up on the screen, he also had a cup of coffee, he had a few bags of, it looks like some type of, uh, well, blueberries, like I think they're, uh, you know, like little snack bags, like, uh, let's see, what else, maybe some nuts and just some energy, some kind of like superfood type stuff, and uh, and this is what he wrote, he said, Kids are napping, coffee is almost gone, and I'm continuing the challenge of getting ungated. The best is yet to come. And he has a little emoji and it says, feeling determined. I love that, Andrew. I love it that you're sitting there and you're focusing on the one thing that's in your way right now. That's the one thing that's in your way and you're figuring out a way to get through it or get around it and move on. And I just want to say, that's really what my thoughts are this week because A lot of people don't stick with something because they run into a wall or they want to run into an obstacle and then they stop or maybe they put it on pause and then they come back a month later and like, where was I? And then they lose the momentum. So my word of the week is this, or my words of the week is stick with it, like stick with it. Do not let off the gas. 
Like as you're going through this thing, you are going to have ups. You are going to have downs. It's just part of the process. If you started a brand new business and it was a brick and mortar business, you would have your set of challenges there. You'd have to get, you know, code uh, approval for this or that, or you're going to have a grand opening and you have to, you know, get it approved by the town or, or maybe you have to, uh, you know, figure out how you're going to do the grand opening. And then you all, you, you order some stuff and it doesn't come in in time, like whatever it is, right? You're going to run into these, these little obstacles. It's part of business. It's part of the process. All right. So my word of the week is, or my words of the week, my thought of the week is just stick with it. Okay, set your target. Okay, we talked about that in the past. Set your target and don't stop. Like, set that target. What is the target? For him, it's getting ungated. That's that like mini sprint, right? The sprint is get through that. Once we get through that, then we move on to the next part of this. All right, then we get to get our listing up and then we get to optimize it. Then we focus on that. Okay, now when you do these mini targets, okay, or these little mini sprints, as I like to call them, they're like one thing that you're gonna focus on. Okay, and you're going to stick with it until you get through that one thing. Don't worry about everything else that's down down the line. Okay, and then the other thing is, is some people will get through the entire process. They'll get a product launched and then they'll come to find out that eh, the product really isn't a winner. It's not even a base hit. Like, I, I think I just didn't pick the right product. I rushed it or I didn't understand what I understand now. So product one could be a fail. But you know what? Usually you can liquidate that and it's not really a fail. You've learned a ton through that. And you know what? Product two, you might even not even find a winner there, right? And that's product two. But if you're determined and you're going to push on and you're going to learn from this, you will find that winner or that base hit as we like to call it. I've got so many people that tell me, Scott, I picked my first product. It wasn't a winner. I sold some, but I just liquidated it. It wasn't good. Went to product two, did the same thing. Uh, It didn't work. Or maybe it did work. Maybe the second one did. But sometimes it'll be the third one. And then all of a sudden, boom. You hit it. You hit the ball. All right? But you can't you can't get a hit if you don't get in the game and if you don't get back in the box. All right? I always relate it back to baseball, which by the way, Yankees are doing phenomenal this year and I love that uh that that, that new player they have Judge who's just crushing it. Uh anyway, I won't get off on that. I'm really enjoying the new the new Yankee lineup this year. Uh and if you guys are Boston fans out there or anything, please don't send me any hate mail. Uh, I love you guys too. I love Boston and and uh, Yankee uh, rival games, but uh, yes, I am a Yankee fan. All right, so sorry. Uh, and Mets fans as well. I like the Mets. I just like the Yankees better. Uh, all right. Uh, so anyway, uh, I just wanted to really, really stress that because so many people get frustrated or sometimes, you know what? You're going to go through this process. You might find out it's not for you and that's okay. If it's not for you. That's fine. But if it is for you and if you want to give it your best chance, you have to stick with it. All right. And that might even be another t-shirt guys stick with it. I'm loving that. There's another one that I'm going to be uh, probably uh, getting printed for myself. And that is BYOB, be your own believer. I think that's another great shirt. But anyway, I won't go into these. I love having these things remind me every single day because you know what? We need to be reminded. And hopefully I can be that little that little person in your ear every now and then that says, you know what? This is expected. You're going to have these ups and downs. Stick with it. Push on. Press on, as we like to say here in TAS land. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and get this baby rocking and rolling. Let's go ahead and kick off today's first question and I'll give you my answer. Let's do this. Hey, Scott, this is Bree from Houston, Texas. Firstly, I want to say your podcast is absolutely amazing. Thank you so, so, so much for all the great content you put out. Currently in the process of launching my first product, just about to make my first purchase, uh, my first shipment. 
Um, I'm super nervous, but I'm really confident that things will go well. And if not, I know what steps to follow due to my uh, great mentor. Um, So I have three questions. Hopefully you can answer all of them. My first question is, uh, what are your thoughts or can you elaborate more on launching a product or an accessory of a product which would be considered sharp or dangerous? Um, Just to give you an example, maybe a pocket knife or um, I've ordered some of my competitors' products, and even just with the poly bags, I see them put on there, you know, dangerous to children, may harm, suffocation warnings and such. Does this really even matter? Is that going to help me at all if something does happen? Or should I just steer clear away from things at all that that may be considered super sharp? Uh, just looking for some direction on that. Well, hey, Bree, thank you so much for being a listener, and thank you so much for submitting your question. Glad to have you. So, number one, should you launch or should we launch a product that's sharp or dangerous? My thoughts, no, I would not, personally. I think there's a lot of liability that is there, and I don't want to be a part of that, and I'm not sure that you you would want to be a part of that, especially just starting. Like, there's so many other things that you could be doing, that you could be selling, that wouldn't be falling in this, uh, you know, this, this really high-risk area. I would personally stay away from it. You know, again, it's one of those things that, I mean, Amazon can have issues with your product and then shut that product down. I've got a friend of mine that does have uh, products in that type of space, and all the time his, his listings are getting suspended and then suppressed and then he has to go ahead and get it cleared. Then it gets opened and then he you know starts selling it again and all of a sudden it gets suppressed again. And it's just an ongoing you know battle back and forth. And I personally want, wouldn't even want that part of the, uh, of the stress of doing it. And then the liability again, I mean, man, God forbid something happens, you are going to be liable and uh, because you are the manufacturer. It's not like you're selling you know, a knife on some other brand and it's their responsibility, which I still think that they could come back and tie it to, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, a lawyer could probably figure out a way to come back and sue any of us. Uh, it's just the way that, that that works and it's unfortunate. Um, and I'm not saying that all attorneys are like that. Don't I don't want to get any hate mail on that either. I love attorneys. I got a lot of friends that are attorneys, but I'm just saying, uh, you know, if it gets into the wrong hands, something could happen. And, uh, and I wouldn't want to see that for you. I think you could probably come up with other ways. Like, think about this. If you're selling a knife, I would sell a knife holster or something like that, right? Like, that would be okay because it's not technically the thing. It's the, it's the thing that could support the thing. A lot, a lot of things there. You, you get what I'm saying, though. So I would stay away from it. And the other thing is, is if, you are, if you are going to ever go down that road, I would definitely speak to an attorney. I would definitely reach out to Michelle Love, who's on my resources page for liability insurance, and I would have her direct me. And I don't even know if an insurance policy will, uh, will issue one, um, depending on the company and how long you've been in, in business. And you're definitely going to need to make sure that your, uh, you know, your LLC is set up or your, you know, your S corp or whatever, you know, so that's what I mean. It's a lot of legal stuff there too. You would never want to leave yourself exposed to where you could be liable. And then all of a sudden you lose all of your assets, uh, your home, you know, like who knows? Um, so I personally would stay away from that, uh, especially if you're just starting. Um, but I, but like I said, if you're going to go in into that market or that area, I would say accessories that aren't 
the the uh, the risk ones, but the ones that could support maybe the product might be okay. Um, you got to kind of use your common sense there. So actually, Bree asked three questions in her one message. So what I'm going to do is listen to the second question now, and then we'll go ahead and address that, and then we'll listen to the third, and then we'll address that. So let's go ahead and listen to this next question. Uh, my second question would be, could you go over some of your reoccurring or annual fees? I know it'll be different for everybody, especially depending on what part of the process you're in, but I know you've talked about it in the past. Uh, you have tax jar. I know that's a monthly uh, fee. Um, probably feedback genius. I know that's a monthly fee. So, so any of your monthly fees that you can probably go over that maybe some people can expect or would be interested to know. Okay. So yes, I do get this question quite often. And I got to be honest with you guys is like, you don't need a ton in the beginning, especially that you're going to have to have on an ongoing basis. Now, number one, wherever you are in this process, you're probably going to own Jungle Scout. You're probably going to have, well, I would say at least the Chrome extension. And then from there, I would say the web app just to track. You can also discover other products, but more importantly, not just the product, that product will lead you to other markets. Um, That's how I like using the web app and for tracking purposes over the course of time. But the must that I would have in my, which I do have, is the Chrome extension. Like the pro version, that's what I would have. Um, If you guys are brand spanking new, definitely go check out theamazingseller.com forward slash JS and you will uh, go over to that page which has some resources on it and it explains Jungle Scout. Uh, I am an affiliate for that. You guys already know that that are longtime listeners and you guys buy me a cup of coffee if you go through my link, which would be awesome. And if you don't, that's cool too. All right, so just wanted to throw that out there. So Jungle Scout definitely is one that I think is, depending on where you are in the process, I think everyone should have it regardless because that's where you're starting. Um, But from there, um, the next thing is, is you are going to want some way to follow up with your customers. So that next thing would be sales backer. Okay, that's the one that I currently use. There's also Feedback Genius, and there's a few others. Um, I think even uh, Jungle Scout has their own version, which they actually do, which is Jump Send. I should know that. Um, and uh, it, they all pretty much do the same thing. They send out emails on your behalf through your Amazon seller's account. It, this is not a standalone email provider, which we talk about in our list building stuff. Okay, this is more so for if someone buys a product. It's scheduled to go out after it's been delivered, and then you can deliver a PDF, and you can give them more value, and then you can also make sure that your customer service is there. Like That's what you're able to do with sending out automated emails, but you write them to your customers through Amazon. I keep stressing through Amazon because that's exactly what you're doing. You're just using this little... It's kind of like a plugin. It's an app. It's a it's a little program, right? That's that's hosted in the cloud, and then it's connected to your Amazon seller's account. So the minute that you get an uh, an order, it fires an order. Then you go ahead, and it will automatically send it through your account. It's like someone logging into your account, technically, and then writing the email and then sending it to that customer. Um, that's how that works. I think that's really really important for getting ongoing feedback and reviews, which I think is going to be uh, even more important for feedback moving forward because that's going to strengthen your account and give it more, uh, just a more authority in Amazon. Um, so that's one. Okay. Um, the next one I would say would be, you definitely want to look into liability insurance, which we kind of talked about before. I think everyone should be looking into liability insurance, uh, depending on where you are in the process. Now, Amazon, as of right now says, when you make $10,000 per month revenue 
three months consecutively, they're going to make you have it. Um, now that may change. It might be a new seller has to have it right off the bat. Like we don't know that right now, but that's something again, Michelle love. Um, I've had her on the show before. Um, I'll link up her episode in the show notes as well, which is the amazing forward slash three sixty seven. You can go to this episode and I'll link to that episode. <laughs> A lot of linking to episodes there, um, but um, she has her own agency. She's been doing it for over 20 years. She knows a lot about liability insurance. She can even point you in the right direction um, if you have any other questions about liability type issues. Um, so that would be one. That would be a yearly fee. Um, the other one is tax jar. I think that's definitely one that you're going to want to have because it makes that process a lot easier. Um, and then the other one is a, a CPA. Like I would hire a CPA. Uh, or just a, an accountant that's going to be able to help you with this throughout the year because you're going to have to send in your quarterly taxes and stuff. So depending on how uh, you know how much money you're generating, you might be doing once a year, you might be doing quarterly. Um, right now, I mean, I'm doing quarterly. I've been doing quarterly forever now, but uh, it's really important to have a good accountant or a CPA because they will know your business inside and out, and then they'll be able to help you so you're not at the end of the year behind the eight ball where you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I owed $20,000. You should have been saving money um, out of that, which is a little side tip. When, when you're doing your numbers at the end of each month, you should be looking at your net. And then from that net, you should be saying, I'm going to take, you know, let's just say 30% or depending on what tax bracket you're in, 28%, maybe 35%, whatever it is, your accountant will tell you that. And then you can kind of just slide that to the side. All right, and then just put it into a savings account. And then when your quarterly comes due, you're hopefully within range. And usually a good accountant will get you close to that. And then you just send that in. And then all you're doing is sending in. So at the end of the year, you're not like hit with this humongous bill. And then you get, you know, you get penalized because you didn't send in enough and all that stuff. That's why it's good to have a good CPA. Uh, I know that my CPA is also um, really, really uh, good with the Amazon sellers now since I've uh, been working with him. And uh, if you guys want to know more about him, again, I'll link him up to the show notes page, but it's uh, CPA on fire is uh, Josh Bowerly. Great guy. Uh, so just, he knows a lot about this business now that he started working with me and a lot of sellers from the amazing seller podcast. The other one is Fetcher. Fetcher is one I've just recently, I'd say recently in the past six months, been really, really loving. Um, I've got three brands that I'm working in right now that we're using one account for Fetcher. So it, it allows me to go into Fetcher. It allows me to have all of my data there and it, I can see exactly where I am like right this second. And it's really good too, because they also punch out a profit loss statement at the end of the month. Uh, or whenever you want to select it, and then it'll give you the whole breakdown. What's cost of goods? What was your pay-per-click? Like, so you don't have to go in and try to figure all that stuff out. It's done right there. The only thing you have to do in the very beginning is put in your cost of goods and the shipping. So if you, you know, if you pay $5 for an item, you're going to put $5, and if it costs you 20 cents to ship it into Amazon, you're going to put 20 cents, or maybe you don't pay anything because that $5 includes that. Um, and then once you, once you calculate that and you put that in there, it's going to, it's going to start to, uh, to collect all that data, even in the past. And it'll tell you what your profit margin is. Um, and it'll, it'll let you know, it'll take out the promotions that you've run and it'll do refunds. It does all that stuff automatically within your account. It goes in and finds all those fees and it brings it to it, uh, you know, to, to the front end of it. So this way here, you can see the actual number. Um, your accountant will love this. The other thing cool about that, which I didn't even know this until I had Greg back on the show 
show, Greg Mercer, that is, is you can actually put in your other expenses like travel. Uh, you can put in uh, maybe tax jar. You can put in Jungle Scout as a monthly fee. You can put all that stuff in there. So it's like an accounting program, which I wasn't aware of that. I was I always just thought in the beginning that it was just Amazon stuff. No, you can put all that other stuff in there. So I've been using that instead of Wave Apps now for my Amazon business. Uh, so definitely check out Fetcher, uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash Fetcher. And uh, you guys will get, I believe it's a 30 day free trial there. And if you wanted a one-on-one session with one of their one of their uh, lead guys there that can kind of work through your accounting and where it is and how to get you set up, they'll actually do that for you as a little bonus for our TAS listeners. So definitely take advantage of that. Um, but that's really the main ones. Like I said, if you're just starting like jungle scout sales backer, the other one that I would say too is ignite. I've been using ignite now and I'm on a monthly subscription with them. Um, and, uh, what ignite is, is it's, uh, it's a program that helps you with your sponsored product ads. We did a whole training on that. If you guys want to check that out, the amazing forward slash PPC, and that'll give you all of that. So that's another ongoing fee, a monthly fee, but well worth it because it manages it all your pay-per-click for you. But again, that's when you get down the line a little bit, right? Like if you're just starting like Jungle Scout, Salesbacker, and then Ignite would be good if you're going to start running sponsored product ads, which you should. Um, and then the other one that is an annual fee uh, is Scope. And that's part of Seller Labs, which is Ignite. And that allows me to do a lot of keyword digging and research. And that's an annual fee. But that's, you know, these are not a must, must have. I would say the must haves are like Jungle Scout, Sales backer, I would probably say Ignite too if you're running sponsored product ads, liability insurance, tax jar, a CPA, and Fetcher. Um, I would say for sure. Scope is just a nice to have. Um, it's going to make that a lot easier. And I'm sure I'm missing a few of those extra little tools. But again, I don't use all of those tools all the time. Uh, the ones that run the business are the ones that I just kind of started with here or that I just kind of led with here. So hopefully that helped you. And I know it was a mouthful, but uh, just, I don't want you to get overwhelmed with tools. I don't want you to think you have to buy all of these tools because you don't, okay? You do not. Um, but uh, again, guys, I have all that linked up on my resources page, theamazingseller.com forward slash resources. And you can go check that out. And anything that I update will be there. Um, so go check that out. Um, let's go ahead now and listen to the last question from Bree. And uh, we'll go ahead and answer that. And then I'm going to answer one more from another listener. So let's go ahead and do that. And my last question is, do you pay someone to create your emails for your list? And I ask that because it seems if you even have two or maybe three products, that can get quite tedious creating a single email, even if it's just on a weekly or even a bi-weekly basis. Uh, so how does that work? Hopefully you can uh, answer my questions. Looking forward to hearing you back, hearing back soon. And uh, thanks again for everything. Okay, so now what Bree is talking about, and Bree, I think this is what you're talking about, is we talk about building your own launch list. And when you're building your own launch list, you want to be able to deliver content to that list. You're not just going to just blast them with like, uh, you know, product offers after product offers. Like you're not going to do that. You shouldn't do that. Um, and you want to be able to write emails to these people and deliver value. So the big question I get asked a lot is, well, Scott, what do I, what do I write to these guys? What do I give them? Uh, well, you give them value. I always like to kind of push people towards like being the reporter. Like it's so easy for you to just be the one that kind of went out there and found all of this great content and then shared it. 
Like you're, it's like, think about the news, right? I mean, I know the news is a lot of times bad news, but you know, we don't want to be just that. Uh, but you want to be a good resource. You want to be a resource that is always finding the good articles or the good, you know, blog posts or the good YouTube video or whatever, right? You want to be the one that's the easiest way to do it. So it doesn't have to be this elaborate, uh, you know, email, you know, with this amazing email copy, it just has to be you writing as if you were writing to one person. I, I like to always tell people like, pretend like you're writing to that one person, like who would that one person be? And then just write to that one person. And that's what we call kind of like establishing your avatar, um, knowing that person. And you might not know that right now. It might take some time. A great way to know this though, and to kind of figure this out is go over to a Facebook page or a group in your market and see who's hanging out in there. See who's doing a lot of the conversations. Like who, who's doing a lot of the conversing back and forth. Like you're gonna start to get an idea of who your market is. Then once you start running Facebook ads eventually, you're really gonna be able to dial that in because then you can see that, wow, 35-year-old to 45-year-old women are tending to click on my ad and, and sharing my ad. So that means that that's probably my market and you'll start to know that. Uh, so as you know that, you're going to be able to write to that audience better. The other thing is, is comb through the reviews of certain products of your competitors and see the type of people of what they're using the product for. So now you can start to use their language. Um, so there's a lot of different things you can do there, but it doesn't have to be this huge task. Like you can sit down like right now and go out and find a ton of great content and then just link to one piece of content over the next, you know, few weeks. You know, and let's say that you're doing the contest model. If you guys did not check that out. You guys really need to check that out as far as uh, how to build your own launch list. Chris Schaefer and I just did a, a full workshop on that. I'm actually going to be, um, well, actually by the time you listen to this, it would have already been done, but I'm going to be uh, going through that whole process at Sellers Summit in Fort Lauderdale at Steve Chu's event. And I'm going to be sharing exactly what we've done and some of those some of those updates that I've been sharing with you guys as far as like giving away product at a discount and then getting sales and all that stuff, like all the good things that come from that. But you have to understand that process. And if you guys have not checked that out, head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash build list. Again, that's TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash build list. And I will also include that in the show notes for today's episode. Um, but then you're going to, like you said, Bree, you need to understand how to write that email. One email a week is really all that you need to send. And the reason why I say one, at least one, is because you want to stay you know, you want to stay present. You don't want to just email them once every five weeks, right? You want to be able to let them know, oh, this is, this is Brie again. She's sending me, you know, some, you know, some really cool things. I'm going to keep opening up the emails from, from that person. Um, so that's what you want to do there. And again, don't overcomplicate that process. Just write very simply like you're writing to a friend and that's it. And be the reporter. That's the best advice. I wouldn't say hire it right now, hire it out. I would say do it yourself. Uh, learn a little bit about your market. I think you're going to learn through that process as well. Um, so anyway, hopefully that helped you. Um, I don't want this episode to go too, too long because it is an Ask Scott session. I like to keep these within 30 to 40 minutes or less. Uh, but let's go ahead and listen to one more quick question. I'll give you my answer. We'll wrap this baby up and you guys can go out there and attack the week. So let's go ahead and do it. Let's listen to that last question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. This is George from Romania. First of all, I want to thank you for all the value you give to us, the listeners. It's very easy to understand and very, very motivating. So please don't stop doing this. My question is, where it's more convenient for a beginner to start an Amazon private label business? In the UK market or the US? Taking in consideration that US market has more demand and could get sale much easier, but higher competition. 
and UK has less competition but less demand as well. Thank you again and looking forward to hear your answer. Well, hey, George from Romania. Man, thank you so much for submitting this question. And it always gets me fired up when I connect with people from all over the world, like you, George, and everyone else that's already submitted their questions or sent me a voicemail or posted in the Facebook group. Man, you guys rock. I love it because it just shows that TIS is all over the globe and you guys are just awesome. So, all right, this is, to me, a pretty easy question. All right, and this is what I'm going to say, okay? And again, this is going to be that one answer that some people will be like, all right, come, but give me a little bit more, you know, a specific answer, you know, here. Well, the thing is, it depends. And Chris Schaefer uses this all the time. Another t-shirt that we probably should have made, it depends. Uh, but it does depend on this. Where are you located? Is there a marketplace where you are located? Most, in most cases, there are. I would say go where it's easiest for you to launch a product, like, where is it easiest for you? You know, if you're in uh, the UK market and you're in the UK, the UK, like send it there, like start there. Uh, that's where I would, that's where I would probably start. Now, some people want to jump over that because they know that there's more people hanging out in .com, in, you know, Amazon, you know, in, in the US. Like there's, it's just where it's known, but guess what? There's more competition there too. All right. So if you have a good product, and you want to eventually launch it in the States, but you're also in, you know, the UK or Germany or wherever, launch it in that country. Like that's going to be the easiest, the easiest way for you to get started. And then you can, you know, you can send that same product and, and then, uh, you know, go to the States. Or if you want to, you can jump right to the States. That's up to you. So I don't really have like a set answer other than what is the easiest thing for you to do right now? Like that, that would be my, my question to you. If we're sitting there at that table, having that nice cup of coffee that I love having, uh, with friends, uh, what would I say to you? It would be like, well, what's the easiest thing for you to do right now, George? Is it to launch in your own country? Is there a market there? There's not as much traffic, but maybe yours can still sell five or 10 a day. And without really having to go out there and do a massive launch or to really dial, maybe no one's even really using pay-per-click that much. So many people say that their, their pay-per-click works really, really well internationally because there's not a lot of people that they're competing with like you are in, you know, in the U S like, it's just, just the way it is. But you also have to have a product that, that, you know, that that country is, you know, going to be, you know, looking for, or that's going to use. So there is some of that that goes into it. Like, I don't know, like, does that only really sell well in the States? Well, if that's the case, then it might not work, right? So these are the questions you have to ask yourself. But again, I go back to that one question. What is going to be the easiest thing for you to do? And anyone else out there listening, where are you located right now? Where is going to be the easiest way for you to get started and get a product launched? And then you can still look at those numbers. You know, you can still look at the numbers and do exactly what you would do if you're going to launch in, in the States. Do the exact same thing right? We still want depth. We still want demand. It just might not be as, you know, as big of numbers. Okay. But right now we're just looking at a way to get started. And I mean, I've been here in Germany's like doing really well. Like, I think that's going to be a, a marketplace that that's going to start taking off. Um, if it haven't, hasn't already by the time this thing airs, which I think it has, um, it's one that I'm going to be looking into for sure. Uh, but you know, I did the U.S. because that's where I am. It's the easiest thing for me to do right now. It's easy. Um, so again, I just go back to that. Like, and, and, and I think going back to just what I talked about in the beginning, like what's going to allow you to have the least amount of resistance 
to get started. Like, what is it, right? So whatever it is, do that, right? Set the target and go after that target. Like, head down, go for it. All right. So hopefully this helped you, George, and anyone else listening that has that question, like what marketplace should I start in? If I'm in Germany, where do I start? Well, start wherever it's easiest for you. That's where I would start. All right. So um, guys, that is going to wrap up this episode of Ask Scott. So theamazingseller.com forward slash 367 is the show notes. And you guys can always ask a question by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And one little mini announcement that I want to give you guys right now, depending on when you're listening to this, but we are going to be having a North Carolina meetup just outside of Charlotte. And if you want details on that, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash NC for North Carolina. Head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash NC and you can get all the details over there. That will be the unofficial meetup, meaning it's going to be just us hanging out, having a cup of coffee at a local coffee shop and uh, it's going to be a blast. And uh, if you guys are in the area, we are more than happy to hang out with you. And that will be just for the date. The date on that will be Friday, June 23rd, and uh, we're going to be doing it at about 4 o'clock in the afternoon to about 8 o'clock at night, and again, like I said, got a nice little spot there, we're going to be doing over in a uh, town just outside of Charlotte, and it's going to be a lot of fun, so if you guys are in town, you want to come by, hang out, definitely go to theamazingseller.com forward slash NC. All right, guys, so that is it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you, I believe in you, and I'm rooting for you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action, have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.